This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And uh, we got a great show today. I know I always say that, but, you know, I'm biased. Anyways, before we get to what the show's about, let's do some announcements, get them out of the way. Now, I have noticed ain't nobody bought no merch. We got the limited time crop hoodie for the ladies. Love over everything. Come on now. Click the button. It goes to a Dover scholarship uh, for a student. Um, I mean, if that doesn't say go buy a nice looking hoodie to help a student in need, then I don't know what does. Shame on you. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Just messing around. Uh, we do have pitching lessons on uh, Discord through my Discord app. Uh, I send it out there for a lot of people to join. Even if you don't have time to do one-on-ones, I'm still putting a lot of information out on there that can help your kid if he's a beginner or advanced, um, you know, 10-year-old up to high school um, or even college if they want my help. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. Join there. I'll have the link in the description. Uh, join there. And there's chats. There's video uh, conferences that I do with everybody as a group uh, and more. So go ahead and check that out. And then we got an announcement on behalf of the Dover Rotary. So we got the 12 Days of Christmas for 2021 sponsored by the Dover Rotary Club. And we got over $5,000 in, in prizes. Uh, some of these are pretty nice. I ain't going to lie, you know. But uh, drawings start December 7th. Um, drawing start December 7th and uh, they end December 22nd. So ticket sales in December 6th. So you got to buy your tickets before then. If you want to get some from me, just go ahead and put something in the comments, send me a message on Facebook, whatever, social media, doesn't matter, or call the rainbow office. So, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of prizes on here. Some Cavs tickets, Indians, you know, some, a big old baked ham. <laughs> got a lot of good stuff going on here. So, Without further ado, let's get to the show. Oh, forget! don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. You know, they do that because we want to get to 1,000 because that, that's what cool people do. They have 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. But without further ado, we got a great show today. We are mixing our solo show with a guest today. So today we're going to be talking about, you know, the Steelers victory and the two things that I got last night. The two things I wish for I got is what I want to say. That's what I meant to say. And uh, I also want to talk about my retreat that I went to this past weekend and, uh, you know, what my experience was like. And then we all have Kyle Tharp sending or Kyle Tharp joining the show. And uh, we're going to talk about youth baseball and, and, and all the good stuff. So do we really have to talk about the Steelers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do. I know you're, you know, you got the, the big shot podcast talking about the Browns. That's I should right. probably start right. one. Should I start one about the Steelers? No, I'm joking. They already, <laughs> they already got one. They already got one. We already had him on the show too. He's, he's a professional. So I don't know if I want to compete with that. Mm. You're professional too, though. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But I feel yeah. like he knows more about the Steelers than I do. All I know is Najee Harris is hilarious. Did you see, did you see that they, uh, <laughs> what ESPN broadcaster, I don't, I don't want to throw him under the bus. It was one of the broadcasters said that, uh, Najee Harris used to sleep on the floor in his dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> and then he I heard tweeted him like, about that. Bruh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I slept on the bed. Uh, he's hilarious. And then it goes back to that interview he had after the national championship with Ohio state. That's yeah. just uh, being a Browns fan. Obviously I hate Pittsburgh, but I got, 
I, I really do love Najee Harris. Um, yeah. I did when he was in college. I thought, man, this this kid is awesome, and he's going to be awesome. I didn't know how awesome it was until he hurdled that guy. It caught me <laughs> off guard. I was like, what? I knew he was good, and he yeah. looked like a typical Alabama back, big, powerful dude who looks like he was created somewhere. Right, right. And, uh, and then he just outdid my, my expectations, and I was like, whoa, yeah. what is this superhuman athlete? So... <laughs> Um, and then I watched some of his content. You know, he I saw him going around looking for apartments in Pittsburgh. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, he's just a funny dude, man. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm getting a call right now. That's cool. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, let's talk about the game. So, I'll tell you what my two wishes were. My wishes were a Steelers victory. Steelers. I feel like I'm not saying that right. The Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers victory, which we got. And a great showing from justin fields and uh you know couldn't ask for more now some people like josh may think the win was aided i know most people say wind aided but (laughs) they may think this pittsburgh win was aided but hey that's just how it goes man (laughs) you know sometimes the refs blow it but sometimes when they blow it it's in your favor so (laughs) i'll take it i mean justin was knocked around a couple times no flag. Um, you know, a couple times they – what was that call where the uh, linemen, they said it was a unsportsmanlike, like a chop block on T.J. Watt, and all he did was like brush his leg? I, I – uh, <laughs> You didn't see that one? No, I must have missed that Dang one. Dang I shouldn't even brought that up. I get to a certain point in the game where I'm like – because I, I, I kind of delay it so I can skip through commercials and stuff. And then I'm uh, like, okay, 30 gotcha. seconds in between a play. That's three clicks on my remote, you know. Look at you. Yeah. Wow. You're a, <laughs> you're a professional. That's right, man. Professional, <laughs> professional football watcher. watcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to watch it while riding on my bike. Okay. And then the, the kids and the, the wife just took everything over and started watching Finch. Great movie, by the way. Okay. You should watch it. My son cried. I didn't. <laughs> I believe you. Totally. <laughs> but no, good movie, man. Uh, but yeah, man, that Steelers game, I was watching it. I, I caught it, you know, the last two and a half quarters, if that makes sense. Some of the second, third and fourth. And uh, it was good to turn it on that point and see the game as a win. It was, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, Roth, Roethlisberger's not looking as bad as everyone thought. I will slip this in. I want to give I want to give some props to someone on the Browns. You know, Baker did all right. No, I'm just, <laughs> I just hate the the narrative like, oh, like all the memes of like this is Baker with OBJ and it's got the mustache where he looks like he just yeah. smoked like four cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the new suave one, this is without OBJ. So I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I wish some more information would come out on why they couldn't do it. Uh, I think it's because OBJ asked for a trade in the offseason. And Baker was like, oh, if he wants out, then he's not getting the ball. <laughs> and I don't blame Baker at that point. There was also, and hey, you know what? You're a former quarterback. Maybe I get your input on this. There were some Uh-oh. reports coming out that uh, Beckham was kind of known for breaking off his routes or modifying them kind of uh, on his own. And, and Baker's the type of quarterback in that system where he throws it to a spot. Yeah. Like where a guy, he knows they're going to be there and. I, I don't know, man. I, it's a whole weird situation, but it's what it is. Yeah, and if you're OBJ and you're doing that, the relationship's got to be on point. I know he went to Camp Baker or whatever it is, Camp yeah. Mayfield, but 
you know, me and Daniel played together for three years of throwing and catching the balls together. And, you know, the one time we tried to make up a route ended up in a hundred yard inter- <laughs> interception touchdown for the other team. <laughs> so I don't think it was, yeah. it's a good idea. I know it'd be Jay and Baker's obviously better than me and Daniel, but it, it's, it's a risky thing. And, you know, I wouldn't like that either. Okay. I mean, that's just interesting guys. I obviously talking to other fans is different than talking to somebody who played the sport yeah. or in the position at a higher level. So, yeah, yeah, I would, it'd be, it'd be scary, but if, you know, if it worked then Hey, <laughs> but obviously it didn't work. So it's terrible. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. It did not work. Yeah. But you know, the refs are, I want to talk about the, um, is it, what was his first name? The Marsh guy with all the tattoos who was released by the Steelers Steelers. <laughs> He was released by the Steelers, and uh, he got the taunting penalty, which I think everybody thinks is bogus. It was it was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's one of those things where where they say like he, he looked at the sideline. It's yeah. like you got to be careful where you look now. Yeah, like, uh, I could see if he was like on the sideline, but he was at midfield. Yeah, well, didn't we talk about this with Darren Waller? Like, he caught a big pass. True, true. But he spiked and, the ball. He, well, but that's his thing, though. Like, yeah. as soon as he catches it, gets up, he spikes it. And he spiked it close to their sideline, so they called. Yeah, he wasn't even looking at them or anything. No, he, just, had, he had nothing to do with sideline. It's just where he happened to be, and he did his thing, and he got flagged. Just how Marshall was, too. He just, he was looking in the direction. Yeah, he was letting them know, like, look, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yeah, it's <laughs> Y'all shouldn't have let me go. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know. You can't play yeah. football like, oh, I just got a sack. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you can't play the game like that. So it's like when they tried to get rid of uh, touchdown celebrations. It's like, come on. It's, it's, it's football. It's entertainment. Why you got to make it no fun? And that's where the NBA is winning because they know it's entertainment. Yeah, they do. That they do. And yeah, but we got the dub. That's all that matters. Boswell's all right. He's not dead. <laughs> he kicked three field goals, two fifty yarders. Yeah. So I'm happy about it. Um, even though it was scary that the Bears even got a field goal attempt off at the end. I was like, oh God, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> well, the funny thing is my phone died. I was watching it in bed with um on my phone and then it died right before Boswell kicked the field goal. Oh so really? I panicked. I ran downstairs, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh yeah, I didn't get to see the field goal through the go through the uprights, but I saw there was twenty nine, twenty seven. I was like, all right, we got this. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, what, what's happening? <laughs> but um I will say the penalties were a good, uh, a bad thing for the Bears, but there also were some costly turnovers, and then they still had chances because the Steelers tried to try to give the game away sometimes too. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ray Ray just giving the ball up. <laughs> I didn't know that was a fumble, but uh, once the ball starts moving, I guess because he like hit the ground and that's when it actually popped out. But it was already he was already moving. Yeah, like when they showed the replay, because at first I'm, I was the same way. Like that wasn't a fumble, and then you saw him like the ball was loose. And then he was trying to pin it to his side, yeah. and he hit the ground and <laughs> it fell. And it's like I guess he was technically fumbling it. Yeah, going down. So yeah. Yeah. crazy, crazy. But uh, that's enough about that. Um, Steelers got a dub. That's all that matters. Sorry about it, <laughs> but uh, looking forward to to the next game. Now, let's head to uh, the men's retreat or the Band of Brothers retreat that I went to in Camden, Ohio. Um, so the basis of it was, you know, it's a Christian, you know, background or Christian related retreat, and you know, it's based on the curriculum of John Eldridge. 
and he just helps you become a better father, better husband, you know, better, better man, uh, under their Christianity umbrella and, uh, tries to push back against the, you know, Christian, Christian men are supposed to be nice guys, follow all the rules, you know, and just do things by the book. And he wants to kind of get us out of that and, you know, be passionate about stuff, love God. Um, and God doesn't call us to be fearful or, or, or soft, soft men, you know, <laughs> um, you know, we gotta, we gotta fight the enemy. We can't be, you know, tiptoeing when the enemy's mm-hmm. around. So, um, by the way, if, if no one thinks they're, you know, the enemy I'm talking about, you know, Satan, devil, whatever, you know, then he's one. If you don't think he re- exists, you know, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just telling you you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it, it just, the, the basis is talking about, you know, how to be a good father and it's kind of how to relate to your daughter and your son. And, you know, they have questions they want to ask. And if they are, get those answered properly, that's how they flourish as a child. And as they go into an adult and from, for boys, especially it's, you know, do I have what it takes? And as fathers and mothers, especially fathers though, you have to, you got to, you know, reinforce that, you know, let him know that, you know, obviously in the movies, you see the, the typical dad when they're playing sports, like, you know, just going at the kid. Um, and sometimes that might help the kid. The relationship with your father is not going to be great, but he might be a great athlete. <laughs> I've seen it time and time again, but um, from my experience, you know, I parent a little bit different than my dad. My dad was in the military. He was strict, but he also, you know, he was funny and goofball, but I didn't really see much of that side growing up, you know, because I was too busy messing up and making him angry. No, <laughs> but uh, you got to just you got to put your son in, in position to let him know that he is ca- he is capable of succeeding in making you proud. And it doesn't just stop when he's eight, 10, 12 years old. You got to keep doing that as long as you're alive as a father. Keep reinforcing that your son has what it takes. And it's a little bit different with your daughter. I won't get into that because, you know. I don't remember everything, you know, <laughs> I need to be looking at my notes that I took, um, you know, and as a, as a, for your wife, man, it's, you know, you can't be what they were preaching was basically, where do you seek your validation from? Is it your wife? Is she capable of making you angry or hurting your feelings or just making you feel little as a man? Because you get your validation from her. If she makes a smug remark, she might not even try to be mean, but then you're in your feelings. Cause you know, that's where you get all your validation. You know, that's not where you, it should be, you know, and I'm guilty of that. You know, mm-hmm. she, no one can get under my skin more than Krista. She just, <laughs> she's not even trying to be mean or whatever. She'll just tell me the truth, which I need to hear, but it's not her fault that, you know, that I'm seeking validation from her. But when she says something, I'm just like, oh, I can fix things around the house. I'm a man. I swear I can. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it, it's something that, you know, I think it's something I would invite you or, you know, other, uh, other friends. And there's a woman one too. Um, it, I think it's good curriculum. It helps you. And, but it's not something you're just going to go to once and change your life. You're going to try to, you know, listen to the curriculum and put them in, put it into practice. But it's, it's a little difficult if it's not something, you know, that you're repeating or cause they have them every six months. So I plan on going back, going back eventually. Uh, they have it in April and October since I just went to this one or November. I'll probably go to the November one again. Um, 
it, it's it's just and I was sponsored. Someone paid for me, invited me, so I was like, oh sure. So nice. And he described it as you eat like kings, you you know get closer to God, and you get to do great activities like we did paintball and axe throwing. <laughs> it's more of like a country, like more people around. Tuscarawas County, I feel like would be interested. Yeah. It's not my, you know, my thing, you know, ax throwing and, you know, paintball. I, paintball was fun. I didn't, you know, I had nice clothes, so I didn't do it. But I, it looked like it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll be prepared, you know, because I didn't know. I thought you just, they gave you like an outfit to put on. Uh huh. But <sighs> that wasn't exactly what happened. But even for people who are single, who I mean, like like yourself, you don't have kids, or people who are single who don't have a girlfriend or a wife, it's still something that you can have fun with. You can get build relationships with other men, you know, maybe get a mentor or just kind of you know, just meet some other people, see what they're about, and get closer to God in the process. And I think it's a, it's definitely fun, and uh, it's a it's <clears throat> a lot more work than I anticipated. <laughs> I will be honest. But um, it's 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 great. It's a great message from John Eldridge, and uh, he also has a book that I'm going to be reading here soon. So, and uh, I can't remember the name, but yeah, it was a great retreat. I think more people should do it. So I might be inviting people. Don't feel like you gotta go, but it's definitely good. A good resource to well, become a better man, a better husband, and a better father. I'll be waiting for my invite then. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it no it sounds cool it sounds yeah. really good and yeah. you know like you said i don't have kids yet but i'm always interested in like kind of taking in information and knowledge from other people who do have kids or things like this where because eventually we will yeah. at least that's the plan and the, the more i just feel like the more prepared i am ahead of time the better i can start sooner because yeah. you always you're always learning and getting better but the better i can be to start that's yeah, you don't want to be like me learning this stuff when you have an eight-year-old. <laughs> Where you've already scarred him for seven Scar- years. No. <laughs> this kid's beyond repair. Well, that's the thing. So I've done, uh, you know, in my in my church Bible study small group, I've done something called Rooted. And Rooted talks about strongholds. And strongholds are things that you don't want to share because they're like the little sins that you enjoy. And you don't want to, you don't want to bring them out into the light because you'll look terrible. And you actually don't want to stop doing them. And I thought it so John Eldridge, his curriculum had something called wounds. And I thought they were the same thing, but strongholds are more like the, the addictions that you have that are medicating your wound. So you might have a wound from your dad. Maybe, you know, he was a great person. Maybe he was a pastor or a teacher, but then when he got home, he just didn't really show you love. Never said, I loved you. Never really gave you any type of approval. You kind of, he kind of was just passive, a passive father, which that happens a lot. Um, because his father was passive and it just gets passed down and passed down. And, you know, man, we're not supposed to show any affection or say, I love you. That's soft, <laughs> but, and, 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 you know, that's the message that people put out there. That's incorrect. Um, it's, it's something that I think is important. And, you know, as men, you know, we need to get back to, or even if I don't even know if we were back in that, this needs to be something that we need to do. Um, and, and build up our, our sons and our daughters, you know, that's the, the worst thing you can do is take the father out of home. Yes. You know? Yes. So, you know, most mothers stick around and take care of their kids. It's just the, the deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you hear. That's what's always the story, uh, or the plot in most movies, you know, and, uh, I can only think of one movie where the mom was just like, you know what? No, 
<laughs> um, you ever see, it's old Holly Berry. It's called losing Isaiah. Nope. But she had, she was a drug addict. So, you know, but I feel like there's more sober dads that just say, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you yeah. know? And that's why, it, you know, that's a big factor in what, you know, homes, broken homes are about. So I think it's, it's something to, to really, that really hit home for me, even though I had my dad around, and you know he was a good dad and i feel like the way he fathered me prepared me for the world but there was also some some deficiencies obviously not every dad's perfect but being aware of them he probably even know he was doing anything wrong but you know now that i'm like oh and you start to realize why you have these wounds and why you turn to um uh, an addiction or a stronghold to medicate that wound instead of just going after the wound and i was like oh that sounds Sounds good right there, you know? That is, that's interesting. I'd be, yeah, interested yeah, for, in hearing more about that too. Like for an example, like if you were growing up, and I know your dad didn't do this because you guys built this table, so <laughs> this doesn't apply to you, but, you know, a kid who, you know, you know your dad is able to fix things and you're struggling to fix something and he just doesn't, you know, just do it on your own. I, that's, how I, that's how I learned it. Mm. And, just, and just through life, that's how it is. You don't really do activities together. And if you do... It's something that he loves and you have no part. You, you just don't like doing it at all. Um, it's not going to foster your relationship. And down the road, you're going to see the results of that. So, yeah, same, that's same, a good point. Or the, daughters. or the other, the complete other end of the spectrum where if you're trying to fix something, they just, it, he just takes it and fixes it for you yeah. and gives it back. Yeah. But that middle ground where it's like, let me show you how to do it. Yeah. Well, we don't have patience these days. So <laughs> that's the hardest thing. Yeah son do it right come on now <laughs> you should know how to do this you're six i understand but come on <laughs> but nah but yeah i think it's it's a it's something that um you know i mean what do you guys think put in the comments does god call us to be nice rule following christian men with no backbone <laughs> i'm like forming the question to make you lean one way um but no do you think god you know calls us to to be the nice guy um, you know, I'm not saying that we're supposed to be mean, you know, and hate women and abuse them. I'm just saying that, you know, too many guys are passive and just kind of live life on accident until they get 40 and they're like, well, what just happened or 50 and like, oh my gosh. Um, so let me know in the comments what you guys think it should be fun. <laughs> um, but next, uh, I want to get into, you know, parenting and youth baseball and, you know, with our, with our guest, Kyle Tharp. So Kyle is, uh, something, someone I grew up with. He was older than me. He saw me when I wasn't that athletic. So don't talk about any of that, please. Um, but him and his brother, good friends of mine, we grew up playing video games together, sports together. And, uh, I saw him miss a dunk in a basketball game. So that was cool. And, uh, <laughs> but now he's got a son who is really good at youth baseball and Kyle teaches hitting. And we did have a, a short lesson or a short like little business where we were giving lessons. I was doing pitching. He was giving hitting because I know nothing about hitting. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Kyle Tharp. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good, bud. That's awesome, man. It's good to have you on the show. I know you've been, you know, you watch the show, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. And do you like the baseball episodes more or just whatever? Um, Just kind of depends. I think the baseball kind of relates to my life because that's gotcha. I do that a lot. Yeah, tell us about yourself, Kyle. You know, you got a all star son who's hitting home runs every weekend. Or, um, um, yeah, yeah he, he's doing really well. He really is. He's uh, 
he surprises me every weekend. Just the things that, you know, he picks up on and I mean, how he's progressed from nine years old to now is mind blowing. You yeah. know, I mean, these kids are legitimately leading off at nine years old, you know, high school rules. And as we move up leading into off, really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It, it gets pretty <laughs> intense, pretty quick. Trying to teach nine-year-olds how to hold runners. Is, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies had trouble teaching me at 23. So <laughs> see, they're so, so advanced. Yeah. I'm, I'm, they're lucky. They don't know how good they got it, yeah. but that's how it always is. You know, nutrition, uh, protein shakes, you know, we didn't have all no. that. No, we yeah. didn't have anything. I mean, we, we didn't even really have access to travel baseball when we were their age, really. True, true. You know, I, I mean, didn't play until I was 12. And it was like still not like a big thing. We had like three people, I think, that played travel ball. Yeah. <laughs> like we always played together otherwise. Yeah. Which you can look at. Well, I mean, Dover still does a good job with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have a travel team, but it's, I mean, it is Dover kids. I mean, and they're very successful. They do a very good job. You know? Yeah. yeah I see a lot of things on Facebook of, you know, teams winning championships. I'm like, that's what's up, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. are they, are they in the little league thing? Uh, so we actually do like with travel, we're in either nations or U triple S a. Okay. So it's kind of, uh, I would say it's the same idea as, as little league. Gotcha. Um, but it's more advanced, you know, we lead off, um, we pitch further distances at a younger age. Oh, wow. Um, but I mean, realistically we kind of have to, I mean, we had 11, we have three 11 year olds in excess of 65 mile an hour right now Ooh. yeah yeah at 11 years old dang yep i think that's where i was around 12 like yeah i i know i hadn't touched 70 but i was you know upper 60s that's crazy yeah I, we faced the team that i left over as travel team for was the canton diamond dogs and they had to do throwing 75 when we were 12 and i kind of gave it the token like I stood in the batter's box because I was back when I hit <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God, this is on gas. Yeah. And I remember the two fastballs went right down the middle and the third one down the middle, but I tried to like make it look like it went outside, like looking like uh -huh. across the plate. Yeah. I'm like, Oh blue. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Umpire's like, bro, that was right yeah, down the yeah. middle. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, it's funny um, with kids throwing that hard, you know, this young, our kids stand in there and hit it. That's great. And, and it's no big deal. You know, I mean, it's, that's the amazing part to me. You know, you have these kids that are, that are so talented at, at a young age mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and I'll, I'll use my son as an example, because I mean, that's really where, you know, my focus has been in off season stuff yeah. and, and going back and looking at some of his game things and things that he's done, you know, it, it even at 10 years old, I mean, we were facing kids at 10 years old, I bet 60, 61 mile an hour at 10. That's crazy. And this kid's pulling the ball at 10 years old. And it's, it's confidence, right? Like, so yeah. it's not, it's not just because he is that talented. It's that we've put him in enough situations that he understands the game. You know, he, he knows a, a pitch count. Yeah. He knows his situation. So if he's got a kid that throws off speed, my son knows if I get a fastball on the first pitch, I'm we, hitting it. We yanking it. Yeah. We're, we're yanking it. That's just what we're doing. <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it's amazing to me that all the, all the kids in, in our areas that, that could have that chance. You know, especially Dover. I mean, Dover has a lot of really good baseball players. We had a few of them on our fall ball team. Okay. And oh my gosh, like they're yeah. didn't miss, you know, didn't miss a beat. That's what's up. You know, and we had, we had a few from Philly, but Philly, in my opinion, and they're a little behind Dover in the youth baseball department. I, I think they're trying to get it yeah. you know, to where it could be, uh, but they're definitely behind. And the Philly kids, it took them a little longer 
But by the end, we did a tournament up in Sandusky, which Sandusky is a phenomenal complex. Yeah, I hear about tournaments up there oh, all the time. It's unbelievable. Um, but, man, they started hitting, you know, playing confidently in the field. And, and just it's amazing to see how they progress in such a short time. Well, I've talked about that a lot on the show and, you know, my lack of confidence. And when I do have confidence, how much better I play. Absolutely. So it's it's definitely – and, you know, back in the day – you don't see many people throwing hard. So when you oh. do, you're like, oh my gosh. And yeah. I can't imagine what people thought when I was throwing, because I was throwing hard and you didn't know where it was going. Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, first you pitch today, uh, you know. But but I think that helps. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's that uncertainty when you get in the box, right? Like it's not it's not going to be down the middle every time. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing with, with the young kids at our age that are throwing that hard, they've had so much work and they're so good at what they do at such a young age, that fear is almost gone. Yeah. You know, I think last year Reed got hit four times all year. He's been watching that Brandon Geyer film. Huh? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get him to lean into one. He won't do it. But, you know, he's built like me. He doesn't have much meat to, you know, you can't really take a fastball. He'll wait on a curveball or something. True, true, true. Um, that That's pretty neat to me because, you know, obviously I know what how we had it growing up. And then j- just tell – like I want to give my knowledge to the kids yeah. and, and the, the level they're on, it's just kind of weird, you know, and I try not to like, you know, blow their head up too big, but I'm just like the kids. And I had two of my best clients that I had in pitching lessons were from Philly. Cause that, that kind of sucks, but oh. <laughs> they're, they're like really good, but they're yeah. older, you know? Right. So, um, uh, but they, they're just advanced upon their, where they're at. And, you yeah. know, I would give them positive feedback, but I don't want to be like, dude, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, yep. Just cause I knew where I was and I had no idea. I didn't have pitching coaches or anything. I was just kind of out there right. chucking the ball. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not knowing baseball. I didn't know situations. I didn't know, Hey, there's a guy on second, you know, maybe this guy wants to hit it between, you know, in the four hole to move the runner. I wasn't thinking right. that. I was just like, all right, I got a strike. Just do it out. Fast one outside corner, fast one outside corner, curveball. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, it's funny, you know, it, a lot of parents around here don't understand that, you know, just the level of understanding that the kids have that, that play are playing travel ball. You know, they, they look at it as it's just, you know, you spend a bunch of money, you're yeah. on a good team, yeah. you travel every weekend, you know, it's, but it's really not that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess you could make it that if you wanted it to be that. But, I mean, in, in reality, we just get a chance to take the kids that really want to be there and really want to play and learn and teach them at a more accelerated pace to where they're not bored. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know as well as I do. You go to the rec games. I mean, you always got that kid that's standing out in the outfield yeah. picking flowers and looking <laughs> at his mom. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's part of community baseball. I mean, yeah. you're trying it out and seeing if you like it. We've kind of... You, you eliminate that, yeah. you know, when you go to a travel scenario. And honestly, you get better coaching. You know, I'm not trying to sure. toot my own horn. I'm just saying, like, you get you get better coaching. Yeah. You get more interested coaches. Yeah. You know, they're, they're definitely more involved. Yeah. Um, but know, most of the time, they're not looking at it like, oh, gosh, now I got to go to this practice after right, work. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, I can honestly tell you that every time we have practice, I'm excited to go. Nice. You know, it's, it's something that I truthfully love to do. And it's, and it's really not not even just for my son, you know, I, I would, even if I couldn't coach, I'd rather him being that scenario. But for me, it's watching the kids progress and learn. And once they finally have that, what I like to call that light bulb moment that like, it mm-hmm. comes on like, Oh my, I figured this out. You yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I got this now. Like that, that's, what's cool for me, you know? And I guess it could be in, in fielding, hitting whatever, but this year, again, my son had his, <laughs> he had his first over the fence home run this year. 
and is that's life changing. Oh my god! I'm not even like joking. No, and and for (laughs) for a dad, like I didn't understand like with my parents. You know, they're staying off to the side and they're watching me play, and they didn't get to experience that till high school. I didn't honestly didn't hit a home run until high school. You know, I was always (laughs) yeah, I I was smaller. I didn't have the power to get the ball over the fence, and that ball went out as soon as he hit it. You know, you it's funny because I you know you look and see the ball go, you're like that's got a chance. Yeah. And you look back at him and he's just staring at it. His eyes are like quarters just running like, please just go out, you know, and it, it, it goes out and it, you ever like super Mario, like, you know, when he does the jump thing, he did that going around first base. Dude, it was the coolest thing in the world. You know, and it's hard cause you're trying to manage being a coach. So you don't want to look like an idiot standing yeah. out on third base, jumping around for your kid, but inside dude, you're a mess. You're yeah. like, Oh my gosh. Like trying to hold, it's a good thing. I had sunglasses on because like, I'm trying not to cry as my kids around in first base. Yeah. That's yeah, a, it's cool. As a baseball dad, that's a moment. I mean, oh, it is, you know, I mean, my dad was probably similar cause oh, yeah. he used to try to play it off. Like, you know, yep. but he, I knew cause he record all my games and stuff like yeah. that. And he'd have his own commentary. Like, come on purse on the, on the, on the oh, video. Yeah. But <laughs> You know, I hit my first home run when I was 12, not to flex on you, but That's I was, right. I was bigger than yeah. those people. And that was the only year I had home runs, but <laughs> so started bring- pitching after that, but yeah. it's cool. It worked out. Yes. Um, but it, it's a, it, like, once you have that moment, you're like baseball, it just, it's, it's fun. And then you have another level of like, yeah. Oh, okay. Now I can hit home runs now. Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, oh, let's do it. So. Yeah. And, and that's, I think what happened in him, you know, it was the kid loves baseball. You know, that that's his sport. If, if you give him an option of what he wants to do, that's it. You know, and after that happened, the amount of I like baseball even more now was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and, and it leads into better things. You know, I mean, once you get that, that confidence, you yeah. know, once you figure out, okay, I can do this. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Because, I mean, the kid he hit the home run off of, I mean, he was throwing well. Yeah. And, and dead center field hammered. I mean, wow. it, was, it was an awesome, like, he earned that one. Yeah. You know, and uh, he ended up probably four or five tournaments later um, on championship day. We had to win three games to win the whole thing. Wow. He had a home run in each of those three games. Oh, that's the one I remember. Yeah. Because my brother-in-law was like, yeah, talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, he, he was he was there and he asked me, uh, which is another cool thing, just meeting people at baseball games yeah. and, and knowing, you know, knowing some people. But he said, man, there's a lot of ruckus going on over there what's going on i said well reed's hit two home runs one in each of the first two games he said wouldn't that be sweet if he got one in the last one too you know and there it goes you know and the cool part was my mom got a a video of it it's the only video i have of reed actually playing in a game because i'm coaching and tiff is a she's a ball of nerves when he's playing you know she's (laughs) the one that's up screaming and cheering and you know i mean the typical baseball yeah yeah uh so my mom records this uh this at bat and it was his third home run of the day. Oh, like it wow. is so cool. It's the only video I have, and it's him in his third game hitting his third home run of the day. It's, That's so awesome. I mean, I, and you know, just to talk about the fun level that these kids are having. Of course, when they're doing that, you know, it's great. But yeah. then when when you are playing rec ball or playing around your peers that you go to school with, you know, sometimes it could be you know a little stale sometimes you know yeah sure. you know I'm, even when i was hit, you know hitting home runs off my friends i was you know we me and eric and a couple other people had the home run race you know <laughs> right. eric ended up winning you know but uh <laughs> i was like i'm playing on field four let's go oh, and, and, yeah and he was playing on field six and he hit two and i hit none i actually oh. gave up two that day so it was great Ooh. but you see you know these memories stick in my mind oh absolutely <laughs> but uh i want to bring up the um there was this this small town similar to dover 
they do something fun for the kids and i guess it's the eighth year that uh tradi- eight year tradition that they do and it's kind of i don't know if we could do it you know with because obviously we play on city park and i don't know how they do stuff in in october and how what the fields are like but i think it would be pretty cool to do more stuff like this but they have a a like a halloween game where people and they interviewed the it was like a news coverage of it and they interviewed one of the parents and he's like yeah man it's cool seeing frankenstein hit a home run off of a, a witch okay. <laughs> like, okay. it's weird because like they they obviously they get to dress up in their costumes they still got the baseball but they you know some wear masks some right. paint the face and it's a good experience but then you know parents get into it and of course they get the candy you know because as a little yeah. leaguer the the post-game meal you know is what i look forward to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it's a fun thing and i i think you know having activities extra things can bring more fun to, to the kids i mean i don't know where we could do anything like that especially if you're from an area that's got colder weather and stuff yeah. like that but you know there's stuff you can make fun i know we have the all-star games and and but then that's always and i don't want to be one of those guys that's like you know make it fun for everybody you know but right you know that is something that could you it, know it do could that. be you know and I think there's a fine line, yeah. right? I mean, you, you have the, the kids and the parents that just want to have fun. Yeah. You know, it's part of it. And then you have the, the competitive side, yeah. you know, and I think that's one of the hardest challenges, yeah. you know, and I, I do think with the Halloween games, I think that would be something really cool to do. Yeah. You know, I think anything you can do to get kids more involved in baseball is a great thing. Yeah. I didn't even think it could be a tool to get kids out. Like, yeah. oh, you know, the Halloween game, you know, you get to dress up in your costume and play yeah, baseball. Just let them have fun. fun. I mean, it really kind of combines two things in life that you, you know, that you enjoy. And I think the, the biggest thing for like any little kid is is the, you know, the fear of embarrassment. Am I going to strike out in front of my buddies? Am I, you know, I I can't throw a ball. Well, throw a mask on. No one knows who you are. Go have fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Like, go have fun. (laughs) I wonder if that's their intention. No, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's great, man. That's awesome. But, um, no, I think it would be cool. And I, I just was, you know, I typed in little league news and that came up and I was yeah. like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because obviously my son isn't involved in the little league baseball yet. Right. And, uh, even though I might give lessons to some, to, to young players, you know, just there isn't that much excitement because I don't go out yeah. and watch them. Yeah. Um, and I do get texts from some parents like, Oh, you know, thank you. And I'm like, I really didn't do anything, but <laughs> you know, but, well, uh, you did more than you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just try to, you know, obviously I'm gonna teach them things, yeah. but you know, with the format we did before, it's hard for the kids to kind of just, you know, cause I'm telling them baseball knowledge that I didn't have on right. top of like, Hey, you know, throw the ball hard, you know, move your shoulder here, the mechanical yeah. stuff that everybody right. wants to know about. But I'm like, look, focus on, you know, the game of baseball yeah. and being competitive and the other stuff, it won't take care of itself, but it will just be easier. You know, if you're thinking about playing the game, I oh, don't yeah. want, cause I know that, you know, hindered yeah, me absolutely. You know, when I'm thinking about, Oh, all right. You know, it's six inning. I'm playing against Mookie Betts, and I'm worried about where my arm is. Like, right. No. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work like that. No. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, you know, it's a fun thing and I can't wait to my son. Hopefully he wants to play. I'm sure he will. You know, I'll make him pay for at least the, I'll make him play for at least the first or second year. But yeah. I, I was late. I played coach pitch. Um, and I think I only played for one year, but that was also the, I was also the kid that got kicked out of the game. And I think I mentioned it on the channel before, but, uh, <laughs> I got kicked out because I didn't know anything about a force out okay. or, 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 you know, there was a guy on second, no one on first, they hit the ball to me. I stepped on third and then threw it back to the coach and umpire called him safe and I blew up. So I <laughs> ain't having that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, ow. <laughs> But, you know, that's why we got another game. So I was eight doing that. And then yeah. you got Reed here, who was nine, leading off. So Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just amazing. to show how advanced this stuff yeah. is now. But yeah, and actually, it's funny they do eight U travel ball. Wow! But they don't do leading off and eight U. That's that's nuts. Are yep. the kids pitching? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow! Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, my standards like you got to be ten years old and have a clue what you're doing before I'm going to give you some lessons. And there's like eight year old travel teams. That's well, crazy. I mean, to be honest, the eight year olds. Well, yeah, they're on not, another level. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, they hang with nine U teams. Oh, you know, my when gosh. you know, replays with with the Aces Elite. Yeah, it's now clutch baseball, but it's we're still the Aces. Gotcha. So, two. Well, when he was nine, we had a, an eight U team that we played against, and uh, it was also an Aces team, and their pitchers were throwing as hard as ours. Wow, uh, it it's pretty pretty outlandish how that's, early these kids are as good as they are to be that's honest crazy and yeah. i got to come up to a you know a practice mm-hmm. and i watched uh you know pat swain invited yeah. me up so i got to see you know some older kids and i was like oh this is pretty cool yeah. you know you know i just it's kind of like man i wish i had all this stuff when i was right up. yeah i but mean no well and that, that's the hard part because i mean we didn't have access to stuff like that yeah you know we actually started last sunday with our winter workouts Dang, I, yeah, I was about to say, I was just, at, I was about to ask how off season is a yeah. typical off season is for for you, someone who, you know, their kid, you're not making your kid do this, but he wants to get better yeah. at baseball. And, you know, like, what do you guys, how do you guys schedule things? Or is it just like, Hey, Reed, you want to go out and play some catch or Hey, let's, you want me to throw some pitches to you? Or do you guys have like a calendar? <laughs> no, no, we don't have a calendar. You don't have a personal trainer? No, no, no. So basically like a typical off season for us, um, Really, I'm, I'm fortunate to have the, you know, what, where we worked. At the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can go down and throw to him kind of when he wants to. I, in the off season, I don't push him to do baseball stuff. Gotcha. Um, I think you he, hear that. <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think he needs that break. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we ha- he's playing basketball. Nice. Which he didn't really want to. But so we, he doesn't have a 9 p.m. basketball game again. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. As I say, it cuts into our playing time. But, <laughs> but no, we... Uh, you know, I, I try to put him into different scenarios just because I don't want him to burn out on baseball. As much yeah. as he loves it, I think you always have that fear as a parent, you know, I don't want you to, to hate the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because we did it so much when you were a kid that now, you know, you get to high school when it actually matters yeah. and you just don't care. You know, I mean, no person yeah. really wants that for their yeah, kids. of course. Um, but no, we do, um, like I said, from last weekend till January 1st, we'll just practice one night a week on Sundays. It's from uh, six to eight. Okay. Up in Maslin. Okay. Uh, and it's just light throwing, just more stretching and basically arm maintenance. Just, you know, just keep throwing, keep, you know, keep mm-hmm. your muscles moving and, and some hitting. And that just, it, I would say that makes sure, you know, the kids that maybe not aren't playing other sports or just, you know, yeah, keep them it keeps loose, them active. Keep them, yeah. It keeps them active. And these ones are optional practices. We don't have to go to them, but you gotcha. know, it's, if you have nothing going on, you know, we, we try to have you show up. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's nice in the off seasons cause it, it gives me time to work with our hitters. You know, nice. it gives us time to to really break somebody down and, you know, maybe find the hitch or the, you know, whatever's going on in their swing that makes them not comfortable. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, as well as I do, I mean, you can teach somebody to pitch, but we're all different. Yes. You know, so yes. what takes this kid five minutes to learn might take this kid two weeks, yeah. you know, and it, and it has nothing to do with ability or anything like that. It's just our brains process things differently. And True. that connection between our brain and our hands at 11, 12 years old yeah. isn't always there. Yeah. That I mean, I agree wholeheartedly because even when I was in pro ball, you know, I would see someone pick something up so quickly and then I'm just like, 
I'm way better than this dude. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Yeah. <laughs> coach me differently or better. Or something. <laughs> right. So that, that's really, that's is a coach. That's, that's one thing you have to really kind of watch out for, you know, is, is the discouraging of the, of the players. Because like you just said, there, there are kids that are going to pick something up in five minutes. Yeah. You know, I can walk up to one of the kids on our team and say, dude, you're blowing your front shoulder open, you know, with your hip, like turn your hips first and follow with your shoulder. So you're not blown open. Boom. Oh, got it you know and it's like all right you got it yeah and and he carries it on to the next practice and you know with i'll use my son again when we first started which reed kind of got the advantage of it because i started when he was young yeah you know and took us forever like he just he couldn't wrap his head around like why am i hitting everything to right field why am i popping the ball up you know but i think at the end of the day when you want to do something for yourself you'll work at it yeah you know and honestly this sounds hilarious but the way i learned how to hit for the most part like my coordination was i was hit i would hit rocks in the driveway yeah i did that as well yeah mom i did it with a wiffle ball bat yeah exactly that's where i started <laughs> except like, i lived around a lot of houses well that, <laughs> that <laughs> got in trouble a little bit yeah. but also through rocks and you know i think that i shouldn't get in trouble with the law but i would try to throw rocks across the river and hit the water treatment plant <laughs> <laughs> I never hit it, so I'm good, right? <laughs> but you know, that's how I got the strong arm, man. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's funny because I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I learned more doing things on my own than I ever yeah. did with a coach. Yeah. You know, I, my mom and dad's basement it was it was small, but I had a baseball that I would throw against the wall and field ground balls. Uh, it was just uh, you know, I I liked the game. That's what I wanted to do, yeah. and I would hit rocks outside by myself. It was just something like something about the way you feel when no one's looking at you, no one's telling you what to do. You can figure your body out. Yep. You know, small little minor changes in hitting don't seem like a lot. And cause you can't feel it unless you know what your body feels like yeah. when you make a good swing, you know? So I think, and that's to your point, I think with teaching kids at a young age, how we, we were talking earlier about, you know, maybe where when we decided to do lessons, it was like, you know, have the kids be at least what, nine years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that, that's a good rule Yeah, because you have to figure your body out. And if I could give any parent, any advice on your kids, don't worry about pushing them so hard. So young. Yeah. You know, encourage, I was a late bloomer. Right. (laughs) Well, and encourage (laughs) them to play wiffle ball, you know, hit rocks, do things like that, that, that lets you feel what you've got going on. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I know times are different. When we were growing up, we didn't have, you know, we had video games, but it didn't consume our lives. We didn't have social media. We didn't have phones. So I was just out making games up. And yes, there was some, some, you know, things from sports in it, but you know, we were just making up games as we go. We throwing the football around, hitting baseballs, kicking kickballs, whatever. Right. I don't even know if kids play kickball anymore. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. But it was just we were being creative. We were doing different things, and you know there was there was no governing. No, you know, parent. It was just like let's just go play. Right. And then you kind of just and we also played the game where I can't say the title that I know of the game where you just run around and tackle each other and try to play football. And I feel like that's the <laughs> yeah, no. that's the hardest I've ever played football. Is that For you know? Sure. <laughs> so Absolutely. Those were those are the fun times. The the times that I feel like I had the most fun playing those sports, and it it kind of just fed into getting into the organized sports. So I Absolutely. think it's very very important that we focus on the fun factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's not there, you're not going to want to do it. (laughs) You know, I mean, 
I don't know of any little kid that turned eight years old and his dad said, you have to go to hitting practice and you're going to go to pitching practice. And that's just what you're doing that has ever been successful in playing a game. You know, I think there has to be that line though. I think that as a parent, you have to know your kid, obviously. Yeah. I know right now the exact line that I can push Reed to. And if I go over that line, he's done. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to do, you know, what I'm asking him to do anymore. And it's it, when the fun is gone, when that, when that line is reached where it is no longer fun, you, you're wasting your time. Yeah. You know, the monotonous, you know, everyday grind of baseball, you know, I mean, the stuff, I mean, you know, as well as yeah. I do, it gets boring. Well, I'm, I'm glad you use that word. Cause when I'm doing a lot of my speak, my speeches and I'm speaking to, to young athletes that are, you know, trying to get to the next level where they think that's their dream and that's what they want to do. Yeah. I tell them like, look, you're not going to like this, but you're going to have to master and not, I don't say become obsessed, you know, like Kobe Bryant, all those guys were obsessed with oh, the absolutely. monotonous little things about the game details, but you're going to have to be okay with those things. Yeah. You know, you don't have to love them, but you yeah. got to know, well, there's going to be, you know, two hours of things that if you want to get to the next level, because now I feel like kids, you know, are working so much harder and I'm not saying I was lazy, but I wasn't doing intentional work towards my sport growing up because, you know, we didn't know any better. Right. Well, and we played three sports. Yeah, true. You know, whatever season was in, that's yeah, what we did. You exactly. know? And honestly, now I, I, I still know people that do it. Yeah. But I don't know how they have time. Yeah. You know, I mean. You got to at least do two, though. Yeah, I, I, think so. I, I, I did. A, I did a show about this. No, I think that's yeah. a good thing. I yeah. think you, you can't just do one. Because yeah. like I said, you're going to burn out. You know, and you might absolutely love it, but you're not going to get, you're not going to get as much out of it if you're not excited. True. You know, so I know like for Reed, when, when basketball is done, he's excited to get back to baseball. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and and I've noticed that a lot in my daughter, like Taylor is excited. Like when basketball starts, oh my gosh, it's her thing. When it starts, (laughs) I mean, it's all she wants to do. Nice. You know, and, and it's funny because, and I see a lot of her in me, she, uh, Last winter, one of her games got snowed out. Oh, okay. Balled her eyes out. Oh, wow. I mean, balled her eyes out. And it's funny because my mom's like, do you remember doing that? And I was, no. You know, I don't remember being <laughs> yeah. you know, nine years old. Uh, she said, I would cry when practice got rained out for baseball. Oh, man. You know, and it, I think that's, that has to be there. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if, if it's not, then it's, you're not putting all of yourself into it. And I think that's, that's the biggest part of the whole thing. That's when you feel like who's driving this absolutely parent or the kid. Absolutely. And realistically little kids, when they put everything they have into something, whatever it is, you know, it's amazing what they can accomplish. True. And it's amazing what they pick up and how fast they pick up. You know, I mean, you know, little Percy playing a PC, how long did it take you to learn to play a PC? Uh, As much as I don't want to admit it. it I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I felt like, I couldn't move my hands right? and fingers. I right. was like, what am I doing? Right. Well, I'm sure Percy was the same way as, yeah. as Reed. He gets on there. I mean, he's just running um, around. I mean, it's like, he's got it. Yeah. You know, weird. and it's, I'm sitting here. How are you doing that? You know, just asking him <laughs> questions. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, pr- prime example of that is my, my daughter's too. She doesn't know how to spell or say the alphabet, but this game on her iPad, she can drag the letters to where they need to go and make these three syllable words. And I'm like, what? Yeah. She's like, dad, look, and she'll do it. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then the lady will say it and then she repeats it. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And I can already see it. Like everyone who comes around is like, wait, how, how old is she? I'm like two. They're like, what? Cause she just, 
just talks yeah. up a storm. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck? It's crazy. Right. But it is. It, kids it, catch on. The kids are amazing. Yeah. Honestly, they really are. And, yeah. and I didn't understand it. A lot of things, you know, my dad, my mom would have conversations about just wait till your kids get older. You don't understand this yet, but yeah. you will just, yeah. just wait till they get older. I, I figured out what they meant real fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the things they pick up on and the things they do, it's, just, it's amazing. Yeah. So you got to watch your mouth. So oh, no, boy. <laughs> yeah. But, man, it's, you know, it's good to have someone like yourself on the show that, you know, I know you talked about read a lot, but you're not, there's a typical parents that are just like, you know, my kid, my kid, my kid, and, or of a coach, you got to, you know, put their kid out in front of everybody. <laughs> right. But obviously, you know, and I think I've been to a couple of Reese games, but it was a while back. Yeah. But, you know, I don't see that from you, but it's also to have like an objective opinion. I use the right word, right? Yeah. So objective, subjective would be my <laughs> opinion. Objective means you have no bias. I'm smart. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's good to have someone like yourself who's done lessons, who's, you know, had a kid that's been successful in little league ball. And, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll know, you know, we'll, we'll know sooner or later what, what Reed's going to be about. Yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, I've never been like, oh yeah, I want to see this 12 year old play. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but then when I start doing lessons and I see how advanced these kids are, I'm like, man, this is exciting. I want to go watch this game. And we've had kids, you know, we've just had a dude go to Toledo from Dover who, you know, had professional scouts around the game. So it, you know, you never know what no, could happen. Don't. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, people come out of Dover, kids come out of Dover and. You know, do you ever see yourself coaching higher as Reed goes higher going into high school? Uh, you know, honestly. Better not say for the Quaker. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, honestly, as long as I can do it, absolutely. Nice. You know, it's it's truthfully one of the things that I love to do. That's what's up. You know, and I got, I got I shouldn't say roped into. Uh, I'm <laughs> coaching Taylor's basketball team. Uh, yeah. Helping coach this year. Uh yeah, they got me like that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I help out, and you <laughs> yeah. end up calling plays and doing all this stuff. And you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you're ex you're exactly you know, being right. the head coach. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but no, it, and it's it's fun because it. You know, at first I was worried about coaching girls. You know, I, I don't know. Oh yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You true, know, I, true. I know that. Truthfully, little girls are way more aggressive in <laughs> basketball at a young age. <laughs> Um, and they kind of, they ignore the embarrassment yeah. a little bit more than boys. You yeah. know, boys kind of have that ego when they're little, you yeah. know, like, uh, no, I didn't just airball that, yeah. you know, the little girls, like they just take off run to the other end. They don't care, <laughs> you know? So it, it was, it's kind of a different feel to it, yeah. but it's still, it's the same thing. It's, I, I love it, yeah. you know, and it's just doing something that I was passionate about when I was a kid and being able to pass that off, you know, to the next generations of hopefully someday, and I know this is a long way down the road, but maybe my kids or the kids that I've helped coach can look at the scenario and say, well, I know that he had this much fun and I had a blast with him. Maybe I can do the same thing. Maybe I can yeah. pass my knowledge on to the next generation of kids. Yeah. That's what it's all about. No, yeah. and it doesn't have to be sports wise. Just no. giving back to the younger generation and the community is just something that I think we should all strive to do. You know, we've done yeah. that in this community already, you know, but you know, the younger kids don't ruin it. All right. No, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I do want to thank you for, you know, coming on the show, sharing everything, and uh, it's been fun. You know, I'm sure we're going to, you know, be in Discord chatting, playing oh, yeah. the game here soon, but I'm, I'm glad that you wanted to. It's hard to find people who know something 
and don't mind speaking. Yeah. You know, well, so. I mean, to be honest, we've been friends for a long time. So yeah, to me, years. I just, <laughs> yeah, a few. Oh, I feel old now. Uh, but you just kind of ignore the cameras and just talk. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's yeah. always fun talking to you. Well, it's good because usually I have to kind of make the cameras disappear by having a conversation first. You didn't really get yeah. that liberty though. So yeah, <laughs> no. like we come in like, yeah. all right, we recording. Yeah. How are we doing? Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no we love having you you know obviously this, this show's not dying uh so we'll probably have you on again i don't know whenever yeah. so that uh, sounds good but appreciate you appreciate y'all i might be making i might make a shirt that says appreciate y'all <laughs> everyone makes fun eric made fun of me for saying that i said it like 18 times but i appreciate everybody for you know coming to the show whether it's youtube on apple podcast whatever it is um, make sure you like and subscribe. Like I said, we're trying to get a thousand to that partner membership. So stop playing around. Just subscribe. Kyle, you better be subscribed. Uh, <laughs> that's on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we're going to have the merch down in the description, all the equipment we use. If you ever want to start your own podcast, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, leave a comment. Remember the question. Did you think that God wanted us to be soft little Christians or not? The choice is yours. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I just talked about that with Daniel, Mr. Bond. Make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that every morning. <laughs> every in morning. School. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. I, yeah, we could probably stay here for another 30 minutes talking about stuff. But anyways, uh, till next time, this will be Tuesday, maybe. You know, sometimes I feel like putting them out early, so it's whatever. But we uh, next uh, next guest will have um, city council president. And uh, he's going to educate us on local government, how it works, because it's not the same. I know we all obsess over the federal government, president, and all that stuff. But I think if you focus on your local government, that's where changes can really be made. So looking forward to having him on the show and teaching me and you guys about everything. And, uh, yeah, we got some other guests coming, some people, some other baseball players from farther away than, you know, Tuscarawas County. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And peace. Say me casa, su casa It feels like casa, learn Shawty, you my little mama I got a crib out of 